Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. We thank you for your sweet presence that is here tonight, Jesus. We are grateful, O Lord, to step into your presence tonight. I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of God. God, and I'm glad to be here. I'm honored to be in your presence tonight. We're honored to be in your presence tonight. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Isn't it good to be in God's house? Isn't it good to be here? Amen. Clap your hands if it's good to be here. It's good to be here. As you, as you grab your Bibles, if you would, turn to Proverbs 10. I'm going to start with verse 16 here in a minute, just so the IT can keep up with me. Um, it, uh, it's good to be here uh, tonight. And uh, many young people are, are up at youth camp. And some saw some parents uh, on the way in look at me and say, you know, say in their head, well, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be at youth camp. You're supposed to be watching my kid. And uh, so all of your kids are roaming the streets right now as we speak. They're doing fine. We gave them a bag of chips as they exited. And uh, I used to think jokes like that were funny until I had kids. You know, and then young people would say stuff to me like that. And I'm like, I could kill you so fast right now. Yeah, and so your kids are fine. We've got great chaperones that are there, and uh, and they're walking the streets with them. Amen. That's <laughs> they're in church. They're in church right now. Started at, started at seven o'clock, and um, our pastor tonight is in Louisiana, preaching a youth camp there. And uh, please remember him in your prayers. Um, also, uh, our pastor's wife and Sister Lakin also are on their way to, to California to, to be present for the funeral of um, uh, Brother Dylan Woodward's father. And so you want to remember uh, Sister Bounds, Sister Lakin, but also Brother Dylan Woodward. And uh, can't imagine losing a father. And, uh, and so remember him in your prayers as you pray this week for the comfort and the peace of God. And uh, he's going to be back on, on Monday, and uh, he feels to do that and wants to be here, and, uh, and we're grateful for that. And so remember them, remember them in your prayer. I, t- I tell you what, would you join me in prayer for all, of those, for all of those needs, Lord? We love you. We thank you tonight. We thank you for our shepherd, God. We thank you for our pastor. We pray, Lord, that you would lead him. Lord, as he preaches this week in Louisiana to the, to the senior high camp, Lord, we pray that, God, you would quicken him, oh Lord, quicken his spirit, God. We pray that you would give him rest, God. We pray that you would help him sleep well, God. Help him, God. Just do what you've called him to do, Lord, in, the, in this meeting. Lord, we pray for Sister Bounds and Sister Lakin, God, that your angels would travel with them. God, that you would help them, oh God, on this trip, that you would give them rest and comfort. We pray for Brother Dylan, God. We pray for the peace of God that passes all understanding. Your word says you're nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. God, and we pray that you would be near him, God, during this time. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said amen. Amen, amen. 
Amen. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read from, from Proverbs 10 and, uh, and 16 here in a moment. I, I just want, l- l- let me mention something. It, it's Wednesday night. I would like to, I would like to teach tonight if that's okay. Um, but, uh, l- let me just mention something before, before we, before we get into the word tonight. I, I just feel the need to, to address this. Um, how many of you have ever been distracted in prayer? Distracted in prayer. You know, when the renovations were going on in this, in the sanctuary, pastor mentioned it, but man, it, it's hard to pray. It's hard to pray here. It, it was hard to pray here. Counting ceiling tiles, counting the empty squares, and you go down to the youth center and you, it, it was just hard to pray. You get distracted in prayer. And, and I just feel to tell somebody, maybe give somebody a piece of advice. How do I overcome distraction in prayer? And uh, it's a very simple thing. And, and I'm telling you, if you would try it and incorporate it into your prayer, it'll change the way you pray. Incorporate the distraction into your prayer. So you get distracted, you, you, you're praying, you're pacing, and you look up and there's a light, you know. And then, come on, you know how we do. And then you start counting lights. One, two, three, four. You, you know what I'm talking to? Anybody ever been there before? So what do you do with that distraction? You incorporate that into your prayer. You're distracted by light, and so you incorporate it. God, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You've made the dark places in my world so bright. You've exposed things to me. The light of your gospel has been, you get distracted by the wall. Lord, you're, you're a fortress and a shelter to me. You are a place of refuge to me. You get distracted by the floor. Lord, you're a foundation on which I stand. You are the solid rock and that my life is built upon. Incorporate the distraction into your prayer. And what you are doing is exercising dominion. Everybody say dominion. You're exercising dominion over your thoughts and over your mind. And so when you incorporate distractions into your prayer, the the devil, you know, the devil will do whatever he can and your flesh will do whatever it can to distract you in prayer because of what God wants to speak to you and say to you. But if you can incorporate that, you're going to stop fighting it and you're going to be able to focus better in prayer. How many of you received that today? Amen. 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 Let's go to Proverbs chapter 10. I'm not going to be long tonight. And uh, verse 16, the labor of the righteous tendeth to life, the fruit of the wicked to sin. Let's, let's say that verse together. Verse 16, the labor of the righteous tendeth to life, the fruit of the wicked to sin. I want to preach, teach whatever this is tonight on this subject, the labor of the righteous the labor of the righteous. Amen. God bless you. You may, you may be seated. The labor of the righteous. I, um, I've been privileged to grow up in, in a family and with a mom and dad that appreciate and exemplify what it means to work hard. It's, uh, it, it was common in our home to to, to work until the job's done and then uh, have enough time to eat and go to bed. It, it was, I was raised in a working home, a working family. My mom worked full-time, my dad worked full-time and, 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 and they 
and, and they managed the house and they managed kids and they, and, they, and they attended church, were faithful to the house of God and did all of these things with a, with a great spirit. And so I was, I was privileged to be able to be raised in a house that, that, that appreciated hard work. And I'm in a, a church tonight that is a hardworking church. Amen. I really believe that this is a church full of, full of hard workers. I think of, I think of, uh, you Elder Tom Milik and sister, sister Milik, uh, hard workers haven't have, have yet to stop and yet to slow down. We're, we're waiting on you to slow down, but you've yet to slow. I saw sister Milik. I was peeking, I was peeking in the cameras, uh, in, in sister Pam's office. And uh, I, I was looking at the cameras uh, just of the property. And, and this past week, my eye caught uh, something going on in the back here by the dumpster. By the, uh, the, I saw through the camera and, and I saw this pile of wood back there. And, and I saw Sister Sarah Melick carrying that pile, of, carrying pieces of that pile of wood and loading it into the truck. You were doing that. I caught you. You, don't, you didn't think anybody was watching. I caught you. You were almost, you were done or I was going to, I was going to pop out there and help you. But, but, uh, I, but, but I'm, I'm in a building or in a group of people tonight that appreciate hard work and know what it's like to work hard. But the scripture promises us that the labor of the righteous tendeth to life. In other words, if, if, if you're going to live and have a fulfilled life, you've, you've got to work. You've got to work. You know, before, uh, the young people aren't here tonight, but I'll still say it. But, you know, before, before God gave Adam a wife, he gave him a job. Y'all know what I'm talking about? He said, you're going to tend to the garden. You're going to keep it. You're going to work for it. You know, we, 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 we talk a lot about work and hard work, but it is the will of God that we work. It's the will of God that, that we work at a, at a job, but it's also the will of God that we work in the kingdom of God. It's not just talking there about, about the labor, you know, I, I get paid because of my labor. It's not, it's not just talking about that. As a matter of fact, I, I don't think it's talking about that at all. But I believe that the scripture is telling us that when we labor in the kingdom of God, it tends, it lends itself to life. It lends itself to being spiritually alive. You know, the devil would love to be able to make some of us idle. He would love to be able to stop our hands and stop our feet and stop our mind and, and our talents and our abilities from working in the kingdom. Can I tell you tonight that everybody, everybody in the body of Christ has a role, has a job, and we ought to be working that job because we don't want to just sit idle. We want to be effective in the kingdom of God. We've got to become comfortable with different roles in the kingdom. We've got to understand that we are a body. Everybody say a body. We are a body. And the eye does not have the same role as the hands. The, the ears don't have the same role as the feet. And as the body of Christ, we are all laboring together in different ways. But the beauty of the body is when you do your job and you do your job and, and, and you say that prayer and, and you intercede and, and 
you teach Sunday school and, and you mop the floors and, and you tend to the clothes closet and you do these things, somehow the body, the body begins to form and a work of God begins to be carried out in a local city. Let me encourage somebody right now. It may seem small. It may seem insignificant. It may not seem like much, but if everybody will do their part, we are moving in the direction that God has called us to go. You are making a difference in the, oh, can I tell you, you're making a difference in the kingdom of God. You're making a difference in this church. You're making a difference in the harvest of this summer. Your labor is making a difference. It's easy to let fatigue and, and, and tiredness distract us from what our labor is really doing. Uh, I just want to encourage you tonight and let you know that don't get so focused on the fatigue and the labor and the hard work that you forget what you are working for. We are not working for this life. We are not storing up treasure for this life. A bigger house, a bigger car, a nicer this, a nicer that. We are working because one day we are going to stand before our Lord and Savior and hear the words, well done, thy good and faithful, consistent, always striving, always working, well done that good and faithful servant when you don't feel like working get up and work when you feel tired and weary get up and do what God is telling you to do and God will give you the strength to do it somebody say amen, amen. life is in work life somebody shout life is in work it's in work. Amen. We find, we find in the scripture that, 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 that second Thessalonians tells us, uh, in three and 10, it says, um, if any would not work, neither shall he eat. We hear that a lot. If, if a man don't work, he shouldn't eat. But let's, let's be reminded here, that's not talking about just the physical only. It's talking about the spiritual very much so. See, because work produces hunger. Yeah, oh, let's, let's stay here for a minute. I'm hungry right now so I can talk about this. You ever got, you ever got done with a hard day of work and you're like, man, I, if, 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 if I'm going to eat till I cannot see colors any longer. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You get done with a hard day of work and your wife's like, what do you want to eat? I'm, it's just like, I don't care. I just want something and I want it now and, it's, and I want it to be good. I, I'm just hungry feel like I could eat that wall over there right now. Just, you ever got done with a long day of work and you're like, feed me and feed me immediately. Physical work produces hunger. Spiritual work is the same way. We work spiritually, and when we work spiritually, it produces a hunger within us. So you're not picking through the word. You're not picking through the services. That's too loud. That's too quiet. I've heard that song before. I, I, I've heard that message before. He's used that, used that verse. No, 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 no. When you are spiritually working, you become hungry for the word of God. You become 
become hungry for the presence of God. The labor of the righteous tendeth to life because it produces a hunger in you. So I say tonight, God, let me never become idle. Let me never become, let me never just become dormant. But God, I want to carry a cross and I want to follow you. I want to work for you because I want to be hungry. Let us never get to the point as Christians that we are no longer hungry. I want to be hungry. And, and, and the reality is we are our most, uh, we, we hunger the most when we work the most. If you'll work, well, I don't feel, I don't feel anything. I, I, I don't, nothing's happening for my life. Well, maybe you need to get to work. Maybe you need to get to work spiritually. Maybe you need to get involved in those places that you have felt like don't line up with your calling. You see, when, when, when God calls you, we, we deal with this question, what is my calling? What is my purpose? Your purpose is very simple. He said, he said if any man will follow me, let him deny himself, carry a cross, and follow me. Your calling and your purpose is to pick up a cross, kill flesh, kill your will, your desires, what you think God ought to do through you. Your job is to kill that and follow God. That's it. It's simple. It's simple. And what happens is the Lord begins to open doors for you. Can you help me clean bathrooms? No, no, no. No, I'm, I'm supposed to be an evangelist. I, no, I can't. I can't clean bathrooms. That, that doesn't line up. That doesn't, that, that's not how it works. What God does is he opens up doors and opportunities for us to work. Because if we cannot be faithful over the few things or the small things, why and how would he ever put us as rulers and keepers of many things? I just feel like bringing clarity to somebody tonight. The will of God is not mystic. It's not spooky. It's not hard to figure out. Get to work and follow Jesus. And if you will follow him and say yes to the opportunities that come, whether it be to clean, to teach, to drive, to, to run, to call, to, to, to pray, to whatever it is, just do that. And if you will be faithful over that, Joseph, if you'll be faithful over that prison cell, God's going to take you somewhere else. God's going to elevate you to somewhere else. You've just got to get to work and let God unfold the rest. Well, I'm just going to wait. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. As long as you stay idle, it will never happen for you. It will never unfold for your family. As long as you stay idle, your calling, your purpose, and the plan of God will also stay idle. But if you would get to work, if you would just say, you need me to do that, I'll do that. You need me to go here, I'll go there. Come on, it's, come on. Does, does our pastor hear from God or not? So if he asks us to do something small, if he's your pastor, you ought to believe, man, this is from God. This is something God is speaking to me. I'm going to do it. I'm not just going to do it, but I'm going to do it with all my might. I'm going to do it with all my heart because God wants to use me in this area. The, somebody say the labor of the righteous tends to life. 
Let's go to Acts chapter 6 and verse 3. Y'all got a few more minutes? I do too. I got I to gotta get up to camp. I got to whoop up on some kids in basketball and softball. I got a belly, but I still got it, y'all. I'm going to tell you right now. Acts 6 and 3. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Everybody say business. They appointed, they appointed these seven men over business, over, over working tables, one scripture says. And I, I, I want to read this next verse. Verse, verse four, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. The disciples were saying, we need somebody. We need somebody to take care of the business. We need somebody to take care of the day-to-day -day concerns because we must give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. Verse five, and the saying pleased the whole multitude and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Ghost and Philip, and uh, I can't say his name, Pro Prochorus, and, 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 and all these other guys. Chose seven, chose seven, well, you're the preacher. You can't say the names. No, I can't say the names. You can't say the names either. Get off of me. They chose, they, chose, they chose Philip in Acts chapter 6 to take care of the business. But now flip to Acts chapter 21. Look at verse 8. I'm going to give you a minute. Acts 21 and 8. Watch. Man, this is so powerful. And the next day, we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist. Acts 6, Philip was appointed over business. But somewhere between Acts 6 and Acts 21, Philip now became an evangelist. Now look, now look at the rest of the, of the verse. Uh, and we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, which was one of the seven and abode with him. Where did Philip start? Philip started just taking care of the business. Philip started just taking care of what needed to be taken care of. But in Philip's faithfulness, in Philip's dedication to the work of God, in Philip's willingness to say, if you need that done, I'll do it. If you want me to go here, I'll do it. Somewhere, something happened in Philip's life to where God has said, I've seen you be faithful over business. Now let me unfold my purpose in your life uh, ladies and gentlemen tonight if you would get to work uh, I'm not preaching to everybody tonight but I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost uh, if you would get to work uh, you're going to see the will of God unfold in your life uh, it's business now but it's a calling tomorrow it's business now but it's destiny the next day let God uh, use you in the work of the kingdom clap your hands unto the Lord You know, we struggle with rest. How many of you have found you struggle with rest? 
struggle with resting, slowing down. Struggle with, I struggle with getting, getting my mind off of the list. Anybody? Getting, the, the, you know, the list, that list never goes away. I hate that list. Sometimes my wife adds to that list. She's never taken away from it, Pastor Mila, but she's added. And she doesn't always add to it, but the, but the list, it's always there. It's always there. It's always there. How, how do I overcome the list? My, my wife and I, we were talking, we were talking, because working people think about work. You know what I'm talking about? You think about work because you're working. You think about work because you want to get work done and work needs to get done and da, 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 da. But the problem is, is when we stop working, our mind doesn't stop working. And so we, and we fall into this place where we don't feel, where we don't feel rested because we've got our mind on work. I, I didn't plan on going here tonight, but let, let me, are y'all okay? It's 733. Let, let me, t- let me take you just very quickly to Matthew chapter six. And verse 32, uh, verse 31, therefore take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed for after all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all of these things. Watch seek ye first, everybody say first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. There's a promise there for us that if, if we will seek first the kingdom, everything else will everything else will be added to us. Somebody say amen. Verse 34, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Bible tells us not to take thought for tomorrow. That's hard to do. We've got to plan. We've got to prepare. We've got to do these things. It's not saying that. But it's saying don't let tomorrow consume today. Don't let, don't let tomorrow consume today. And some of you can't turn it off in your mind. Let me help you right now. How do I overcome the thoughts of the list and the work that has to be done? You get so present with today that you forget about tomorrow. It's, it's very simple. It's very simple. You get so consumed with your family, with your kids, with the time, with the dinner, with the, with, with the conversation that you are having. You get so consumed with right now that you forget. You, you can't just stop thinking about stuff. You don't know what I'm talking about? You can't just say mind turn off and it turns off. How do you do it? You get so consumed with today because today's from God. Today's from God. And God doesn't want us on the day that he has made to worry about the day that's not yet here. He wants you to be able to enjoy the day that has, he has created. And so what do you do? You get consumed in what is happening right now. 
You get focused on what is happening in front of you. Lauren and I had this conversation uh, uh, not too long ago. Man, Revelation was just in the vehicle with us. And I was very thankful that we, we sometimes neglect the, and, and, and forget to appreciate these moments with our kids while they are this age because we get so busy with tasks and responsibilities. But if I can just focus on what's in front of me, somehow all of the worry, the doubt, the, the questions of how it's going to get done, somehow all of that fades away when I just get in focus with what God has given me today. Get in focus. Focus on what God has given you right now. It's a gift. This church is a gift. The people that are around you, they are a gift to you. They are a help to you. Don't become so focused on things that aren't here yet that it consumes you, but get focused on the things that are of today and watch what happens in your mind. It'll set you free. I'm telling you, it'll set you free. Somebody say focus on today. Focus on today. And we struggle, we struggle with rest because of worry and, and, and all of these things. And, and, we, and, and we turn to media sometimes for rest. But how many of you have found out that media doesn't, doesn't help us rest? Yeah, amen. It, it does not help us rest. But you want to know something that, and I, I'm sorry, I, I feel like I'm going a bunch of different places tonight, but I feel like I've got to give you these things that, that the Lord has been dealing with me about. You know, God created the earth and all of these things in six days. And the Bible says that on the seventh day, he rested. He rested. Everybody say he rested. You know, that, that, that Sabbath day was, it's meant for rest. But it says that, that on that Sabbath day, he rested and he saw that, he saw that his work was good. He saw that what he had accomplished was good. He used that day not for just rest, but for evaluation of, is what I am doing effective? Is what I am doing making a difference in anything? You know, have you ever been busy but not getting a lot done? I got every... Busy but not getting a lot done. It should be a day of rest. You should always have a day of rest, but also a day of reflection that says, did, did, I, did, I, did I do right? The Lord, he rested on that seventh day and saw that it was good. But I wonder, I wonder, uh, and this is my mind, all right? I wonder if on that seventh day, God sat down and looked at creation and rested. I think, I, think we, I think we do this without even realizing it. You know, the Bible says that, that, the, tree, that the tree was not only good for, for meat, but it was good for the eye. There is rest. Here's my point. There's rest in God's creation. We, we run to, you know, if you're from Ohio, you vacation two places, Tennessee or Florida. <laughs> That's where I go. That's where we go. So I can, I, I are one. So we go to Tennessee or Florida. We, we some of y'all go to other places. I'm not, uh, forgive me, forgive me. But we go to places without even realizing it. We run to mountains. We run to oceans. We, we go to canyons. We go to these waterfalls and these wonderful places. What are we going to? We're going to creation. 
And there's something about creation. There's something about what God has created. I'm telling you right now, there is rest in God's creation. There's rest in it. One of the greatest things that you can do, I would encourage you. One of the greatest things that you can do every now and again, I'll just pop up to Putnam Hill Park. I'll, I'll pull my car up there. I'll get out and I'll, and I'll sit there at that lookout for, 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 for a little bit. And it does something to my spirit, to my soul. Why? Because I, I, there's something about the creation of, of God that brings rest to my spirit. It brings, and, and let me just tell somebody in this room tonight, you, you're not resting well. God has created all of these things for you to rest. It, you, you, gotta, you gotta turn off the phone, you gotta turn off the screens, and you've gotta just look at some creation for a little while. Is this all right tonight? Look at some creation for a little while. Spend some time in the presence of God. Let God speak to you. Prayer's not always, prayer's not always about, about screaming and hollering and, and, and getting through. Sometimes prayer is something like this. It's restful. It's peace. The Bible says that we would have peace in the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you that there is peace in the Holy Ghost? You, you, you get weary because you labor and you work hard and, and, and you should work hard and you do work hard. But don't ever forget that you need to rest and you need to rest correctly. You need to get in the presence of God and you need to look at some creation and you need, you, you, you don't, don't let the world help you rest. Let God help you rest. He just go to him. This is the rest wherein the weary can find rest. There is rest in God. Can I tell somebody that tonight? There's rest in God. Find the rest of God. I want you to stand to your feet with me. The labor, somebody say the labor of the righteous. It's all working. It's working for good. Your work is making a difference. Don't get weary in well-doing. Don't get weary and turn to your neighbor and say, don't get weary in well-doing. Don't, don't get weary with what you're doing. Don't get weary in praying for that backslidden son or daughter. Don't get weary in the labor of which you're laboring in the kingdom of God. Don't get weary. But if you faint not, you're going to reap. If you don't faint, you're going to reap. You're going to see something come to pass. And can I, tell, can I tell this church tonight that if we would continue to labor, we're going to see an amazing harvest this summer. If we'll continue to work, continue to labor, we're going to see exactly what God wants us to see this summer. I realize, I realize that, 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 that it's work and, and, and that we've, we've, we've maybe altered some, some people's plans July 4th and, and July 11th and going down to the Y Bridge. But I'm telling you, there's something about working for the kingdom that if I will put the kingdom first, somehow all of these things get added to me. 
all of this time and all of this, all of this stuff that I need, God somehow restores it back to me. Can I just encourage you tonight? Keep laboring for God and with God. Just keep working. God's going to give you strength. God's going to give you the ability to do what you feel like you can't do. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for these precious people tonight. I pray for your body tonight, Lord. God, I'm, I'm speaking, preaching tonight to, to hard workers, to people that believe in, in labor and working and, and, and tilling the ground and keeping the garden and doing these things. I'm, I'm preaching tonight to people that work. And I pray tonight, oh Lord, that you would help them in their work. Help them, God, tonight understand that their work is making a difference. Help them tonight understand that when they labor in the kingdom of God, that all of it will return back to them. I pray tonight, oh Lord, that, that, that for anybody that might be confused or, or wondering what their purpose is and their calling is in you, I pray that you would help them tonight. God, that revelation would be upon them tonight, that if I would just get to work, that the, that the, the will of God will unfold in my life. God, I pray that you would help us to rest. Help us to rest, oh God. Teach us how to rest in your presence. Teach us how to rest in creation, O oh Lord. Uh, teach us, O oh God, uh, how to be consumed by the day that you have made. Uh, God, we pray against worry tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, O oh God, uh, for every saint under the sound of my voice, Lord, that has been consumed by worry. Lord, I pray that they would be freed of that tonight in Jesus' name. I pray that it would be cast on you tonight. Come on, let some saint of God right now say, Lord, I give you my worry. I give you my doubt, my anxiety, Lord, over these things. I cast these cares upon you tonight. Oh God, I pray for your peace to go with these people. God, for your encouragement and your strength to go with these people tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody clap your hands and give God a praise. Come on, let's give God a praise right here for just a second. God, it's a privilege to work for you. It's a privilege to labor for you. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. They're going to play, and, and you, you're welcome to sing something. You're welcome to, to, to pray if you want to. But I pray that you leave here tonight encouraged and strengthened. God wants to help us. God is working with us. Amen. We are yoked up with God. Amen. And he's going to help us. He's going to help it come to pass. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. God bless you tonight. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. We will see you on Sunday. God bless you.
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.